Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Scarlett. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. What's up? Um, were you in the office today because you look dressed up? Yeah, I was in the office today. It was my my last office day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wearing um, some sort of heel boots. Oh, I love a heeled boot. Yeah, me too. I mean, mine are really scuffed and I really need to replace them. But I just, I can't find the same style and I'd be happy to spend a bit more money I think mine were just from Zara Mm. I'd be happy to spend a bit more money but I just can't find the same shape sort of heel height like all like the whole combined thing yeah yeah I hear you um and I don't also want to look like a scruff because I'm like dressed up and then you don't want your shoes to look like a scruff um but anyway that was by the by I was wearing these heel boots but my legs really hurt from the gym so mm. I was like walking around like, and I felt like I was on stilts. Um, so, yeah. But mm. I, do, I, I do enjoy the days that I dress up for the office. I do enjoy it. And I've really tried to incorporate sort of lots of time into my morning routine when I have to go into the office just to oh. take time and feel nice mm-hmm. rather than rushing that makeup, like quickly getting out the door. I really enjoy that process so I make sure I've got enough time to like oh am I gonna play with this bit of makeup today or what am I gonna wear and just try and enjoy that rather than like oh my god I've got to be out the door in five minutes what am I gonna wear yeah just enjoy it do you um plan your outfits ahead of time no oh really not even the night before no sometimes I have an idea but I, I I I do think I think I'm quite an emotional dresser. Mm. Okay. So there are days. So I have certain clothes where I feel like you need confidence to wear it. Mm-hmm. I have clothes maybe with a bigger collar or or dresses with big bigger more exaggerated sleeves. I think you need a bit of confidence. You need to feel like yeah, this is me today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have my safer options. Um, yeah. I, I I do I think I'm quite an emotional dresser. Mm-mm. I am not. Yeah. Really. I I can plan well, my outfit. Mim looks effortlessly chic, twenty four seven. No, I don't. No, no, no. But that's I think if I if you do see me look good, it's because I planned that out for like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> I love an excuse to wear clothes. If I'm honest um I've already started thinking about what I'm going to bring with me to my holiday in August yeah great um I'm completely driven by how my hair looks really honestly like does that affect your outfit so I really and truly I have two hairstyles (laughs) I'm looking at one of them (laughs) one of them you could see and it involves hair gel and leak bun if it's a sleek bun um and if I have this hairstyle it's like a polished yeah anything goes 
I can wear anything I want. Yeah. If I can wear something that's particularly girly or particularly tomboyish or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, like casual and yeah. like trackies or something. You, it runs the gamut. Yeah. It does the job. Um, if I haven't planned to go anywhere in particular and I've washed my hair and I'll do twists and I'll put it in a bun at the top, it's got to be like freshly washed hair for it to still look neat. Do you know what I mean? As soon as my hair starts to look messy or something, I'm like, I can't wear nice things. Mm, you've got to embrace <laughs> the that. sort of like shabby chic. <laughs> I'll be like, I look too ugly to wear nice things. Oh man. No, like, no, you get what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. in a in a rough, like for example, imagine you've just gone to the gym, yeah? You're like sweaty, mm-hmm. red in the face, let's say. Hair is a mess. You wouldn't then put on a ball gown, yeah. would you? Yeah. You'd be like, this is a bit lipstick on a pig. <laughs> <laughs> lipstick on a pig. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Like, And if I have an outfit in mind that I'm going to wear, say I've got something on the weekend, then I will think about, okay, well, I need to sort my hair out in time for mm-hmm. that because otherwise this outfit doesn't work. I have that in a similar way, but I also don't like some certain outfits. I think hair can look too pristine. I have that where if I get sort of make it look blow dried, that you're then like, oh, I look a bit, I might look a bit too twee with coiffed hair. Is it like when we were kids and you were going to like a special occasion and you get like ringlets? <sighs> And, and then the it, ringlets are a little bit too perfect. Um, don't get brushed out or anything like that. It still really stresses me out that people don't realise that if you curl your hair, you're meant to brush that out. Mm. Um, yeah. But anyway, we digress. Yeah. Um, What's your fashion story? so i don't know about you but my instagram algorithm Mm. thinks i'm wealthier than i am oh listen (laughs) it's stressful i mean it's helpful in this sense but oh that's a really nice dress 400 pounds okay and you just click right off and you might admire it but that's not even in my realm of what I'm gonna spend yeah um and that's probably the cheapest I get as well um but that's because you follow some wealthy yeah it must be what I follow but Mm. I also think Instagram must know doesn't what I purchase (laughs) you'd think by now but they're trying to get but you to spend it, more. It thinks I'm wealthier than I am. And mm. I, and actually, it's probably a good thing because if they sent me all that stuff and it was at a price I could afford, I'd probably be spending more money on there. But I just kind of feel like, how have you got this so wrong? You know, the ones that get me is like those independent brands yeah. that I've never heard of before. Yeah. And so you get really post. excited to discover them. Yeah. And then it's like, click learn more or click mm. to be taken to their Instagram account. And then you do that. You follow the link through. You're like, I'm going to look at their shop because their stuff looks good. Let me see how much it yeah. is. And as you said, it's like £400 for a yeah. dress. And you're like, you're having a laugh, mate. Yeah. I, can't, I would buy something if it were a fifth of the price yeah Yeah. but I physically cannot afford this yeah I just find Mm. it it, it's kind of funny and I've really noticed it it's ramped up a lot um and we all know so well I in some in aspects of my job I definitely look at sort of like SEO and people's engagement with things um to kind of know what's popular and what's not Mm -hmm. um and for sure, Instagram will have that built into their platform. That oh yeah. gosh, Mim has interacted with this four hundred pound dress for only two minutes, but she was actually scrolling through 
this website and she was on it for 10 minutes because like it was this price range or whatever they will know that they have that information really readily available Uh um but yeah it's just it's not my price range i know i think we just need to do some manifestation because it works for other people i think we need manifestation works for a lot of people i I don't know how that works well enough to really know what i'm truly meant to put out there can we start a manifestation journey together where we promise to say to each other ourselves i mean in the morning in the mirror now i follow um, candy brathwaite she's amazing follow Mm -hmm. her she's funny she's insightful she's really smart and she says that her, she got it from someone else. And her manifestation is to say, it's ba- I can't remember the exact wording, but it's almost like to say, now let me see how good things, like just how good things can get for me. Like surprise me universe. Yeah. How good does it get? Wow. And I thought, hmm, yeah. Like not how bad can things get. Yeah. Like, just show me how good can you possibly be to me yeah I definitely think I think positivity draws in positivity um not that this is a woo-woo podcast um (laughs) not that this even is woo-woo um I one of the most positive things I do in my life um I fall off I fall off the wagon when I'm I'm in a good point is I do gratitude journal and that's if I met me five years ago, that is not what I would do. Mm. Um, but I find that it's it's the power of of recognizing things. It helps you, and I think that's the same with manifestation. Is that if you're saying something like, "Yeah, show me how good it can get," is that you're already telling yourself that life is good? Mm. Because mm. I think we're really quick to be like, "Oh, I had a really." Aw- bad ordeal today can you believe it I forgot my keys for this and like oh life is so cruel and actually if you spin it your attitude changes you open yourself up to stuff your language changes we've talked about it before of even just the language um around certain things in fashion like Mm -hmm. secondhand clothing pre-loved like all of that stuff Mm -hmm. really impacts how we see things and yeah. so I think if we like positivity, really, it's a big one. It is. And hopefully I can manifest, I don't know, another Balenciaga bag or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I keep telling myself, well, I said it's sort of for this year, but for sure, 30 is the year of sort of, it's a girl that I follow on Instagram who said it for her year that she's like not focusing on men and it's just a year for her to um focus on wealth and I think hers was like being sexy or something like that but like basically it was like the year of her it is the year of just like I'm focusing on me I'm celebrating me I'm making sure that I feel good and that I'm looking after myself and my incentives and Mm. what comes with that comes with that but yeah um a hundred percent back that I think that I'm not I'm not a journaler at all it's not my speed no however I am the sort of person at the beginning of the year I write down things I want to achieve now do I always achieve them no I don't but I'm a big believer in having an overall vision for yourself an overall plan Mm. otherwise we just get lost and bogged down in the everyday and we don't actually move towards things so true. And even if I write them down and I don't achieve jack shit, at least I moved. That was an attempt. I, I moved in the right direction, yeah. you know, baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I believe, yeah, you got to have a, a goal for yourself. Yeah. And you know who had a goal for herself? Go on, tell me. Miss Victoria Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> the world's worst segue. <laughs> <laughs> at least we try. We, we do. We try. You guys love it. We interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Substance Pod. There you'll find our weekly 
fashion topics, all the stuff that we discuss in each episode and our polls. Or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode. So this week we are doing, we haven't done one of these for a while. Oh, ages, yeah. A brand episode. And who better to do it on than our Spice Girl Extraordinaire, Posh Spice, our beloved mm-hmm. BB. She's like the patron saint of this podcast. We have a lot of time we, for her we have We have done a lot of snaps for VB over, <laughs> over the like two years we've done this. Yeah. I think what's so interesting about Victoria Beckham is she is fashion. She mm. loves fashion. She's always been a part of it, you know, and she's done a really, now I put the word successful in quotation marks. Let's not talk but, about financial. Okay, she has managed to rebrand herself yes. as a legit designer mm. with a brand, mm. no? And yeah, she is Posh Spice. But at a time when really people think, thought, oh my God, it's just, an, it's just another celebrity company or whatever. Yeah. She has established a brand that is recognizable by name. Well, it's her name, but, you know, people know that she has a fashion brand and a beauty brand and I think it's an interesting story I also think that the tale of her brand says something about the fashion industry as a whole and how it can be you can have all the money and all the fame in the world and it doesn't necessarily guarantee you success in this sphere yeah yeah I agree and also when I was researching for this um I didn't realise how long her path sort of into it had been. And yeah, I just think that was she was she the most fashion conscious spice girl? Probably. Probably, I think so. Um, the others were probably more costumes, you know? Yeah. I mean, she was called Posh Spice, but she came from Essex, so that's that was also a costume. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, I do want to start with like probably like the biggest headline in regards to her brand and then kind of take it down the history of her brand mm-hmm. and how she came to to be and um, other kind of facts about her brand and whatnot. So Victoria Beckham, the, I would say luxury brand. Yeah. Definitely got luxury price point is basically having been launched in 2008 in mm-hmm. the year of 2022 is still making a loss financially and has never actually made a profit after what 14 years of its existence and so taken from a guardian article i get like kind of these facts and these figures so it's still making a loss or it still made a loss in 2020, but luckily it was less of a loss than the year prior to that. So in 2019, mm-hmm. um, and what's happened is that it, her brand is owned by herself and her husband, as well as shareholders yeah. and a venture capitalist company. Um, and they've essentially just been like pumping money, money. into the business to keep it afloat. Um, last year, it you know, well, not last year, let's say like during the kind of height of COVID and global lockdowns and all of that, um, it continued to make a loss, obviously. Money had to continually be put into it. Um, they took advantage of the furlough scheme, essentially, mm-hmm. which if you're not from the UK, it was 
what a lot of countries were doing, basically financially supporting citizens who had lost their job and whatnot, or who were at risk of losing their job. Um, so their company took uh, advantage of the furlough scheme to pay staff and then had to kind of like walk back on that because this was a couple who were worth like 350 million pound what are they doing taking money from government to save their staff um but they've been trying to like turn it around by making modifications to their supply chain yeah um by selling directly to their consumers via via their own website as opposed to third party retailers um, they also laid off a fifth of staff in order to slim down their expenses. Mm. And they also removed about a third. They'd slimmed down the merchandise, the merchandise offering. So a third of their garments were removed from sale, you know, slim down the offering, as I said, and just make everything a bit more streamlined. So when you kind of look at it like that, it sounds like a really dire situation. Yeah, I think what that says to me is that fashion is a crazy game. Mm. How on earth? Like, it's one thing if it was just owned by her and David and they are just happily pumping in their own money and that is their own satisfaction. They have shareholders and a venture capitalist behind them and how has no one gone this is this is not doing what it needs to do and close the business yeah because mm. you know what if a business is not making money yeah it it shouldn't exist and it and it's it's had long enough I would say a business needs 10 years to prove if it can make money and she's surpassed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also has the the fortune of a platform that has probably expedited that 10 years as well and probably would have been seen by now if it was also going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just says to me that fashion's a crazy game and I think that's really common and I think that's why so many companies sort of go bust or into administration and reestablish mm-hmm. themselves. I think it's it's an industry where cash flow is really difficult. Um, mm-hmm. And actually at one point I found myself working for a company where there for sure was money being pumped into it um, and it felt very much just like a game of this is my dream and I'm living out my dream until the money ends. Like a really expensive project. And hobby. And like, may I caveat with this? I'm actually a really big fan of Victoria Beckham's clothing. I, I really admire her for what she's managed to do. Mm-hmm. But like, who are you kidding at this point? If, yeah, if how much time do we need to give the brand in order to be able to make a turnaround financially. Yeah, and I, I think the difficulty is is that she she gets such a hard time and scrutiny more than any other brand when it comes to the financials. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't see this publicized about really anyone. Yeah. Until they go bust. Like once they go bust, you're like, oh well, we saw that coming. But yeah. Um and so yeah, it's a it's a it's a really difficult one, um, but yeah, it's unfortunately the fashion industry. It's it's not as lucrative and affluent as as we're led to believe. In the high end, yeah, um, definitely. I think she's lucky in that. Um, obviously, David, her husband has had a lot of lucrative business deals. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but they are able to pump in money into the brand because of how much money he's kind of made on his side, Mm -hmm. ex-footballer. He's got his whiskey. He's got all all kind of brand deals, perfume ads, you name it. Um, And so that's been able to, that's allowed for them to keep the VB brand afloat. Yeah. 
Um, I think that the kind of business dealings that he's got involved in have been in partnership with other companies, like a drinks company. <laughs> a drinks company has probably approached him and say, okay, do you want to do Hay Club with us? You know, or, um, you know, he's had underwear he has like his underwear brand doesn't he I'm sure it was an yeah. underwear brand who approached him or he approached them and kind of went into partnership with them whereas Victoria Breckham is as a brand is her as far as I can tell she's with a venture capitalist company but we all know that for the most case they just pump money into it they don't necessarily understand the fashion industry and have contacts in that realm and have suppliers and have the whole infrastructure already set up in order to make it a successful brand I don't think that's what's happened with Victoria I'm not sure I could be wrong but I really get the sense that she's gone at it alone and I could be wrong but maybe that's the reason why it hasn't been as successful essentially she was a startup mm. but just with a really high profile name and normally we expect that to translate into sales but I will say I think her stuff is too expensive yeah I think I have a feeling she's actually getting rid of the main line and it's just becoming the diffusion in terms. So I think then it's just going to be one label, but with the lower price point. Yeah. I think, I don't know if that rumor is founded, but I think that was one of the solutions to their problems at one point was, was to implement that. Um, I also, I think it's really difficult in the fashion industry to come in at a luxe price point without heritage. Mm. I, I just like, obviously it's mental anyway that clothes cost that much, but Chanel, Prada, Fender, Gucci, Fender, Fendi, mm. Gucci. Prada, Fender. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just recreating brands. You know who I mean? Um, it's justified because there's a heritage. Yeah. I think it's really hard to come in at that price point and only be like 14 years old. Yeah. Um, so the article that I read said she has decreased the prices on some of the dresses and kind of lessened the embellishments and things, kind of simplified the designs of these dresses and also the prices in order to capture like a wider market, mm. which makes sense. Um, I think that selling trousers at £450, as you said, doesn't have heritage. I mean, the idea of heritage is bullshit anyway, but for a far less established brand to be commanding those prices, is it unheard of? No, because the row can get away with that sort of bullshit somehow. I'm not sure how, but they do. I think it's time for her to decrease the price across the board, across all her product categories, quite frankly. Because if they're still at a loss this far down the line, at her kind of level of fame, something's got to give. And you know, like how Debenhams, now this was a thought of mine. You know how Debenhams used to do that like collection with Ben Delisi or like Matthew Williamson. And they had these long-standing collaborations yeah. with Debenhams and people like used to love that. Mm. And they used to like, I know my mum bought stuff from those collections and you go in Debenhams and there'd be like this whole like back wall of like all their designs. And year after year, they would come out with a new collection with Debenhams. And no word of a lie, those things used to sell out yeah. and make money and they were successful. And there's no shame in partnering up with, well, first, decreasing your price so that you could be, I could definitely see her like as premium high street, like Reese, Whistles. No, but it's not, I think her designs are great. Never. But I think more people would be able to buy into her brand and mm. support her because her designs are appealing to a lot of people. Yeah. 
But to really make like financial success of her brand, I think she could do really well in that space. I think the difficulty is, is that she will want a premium product. Yeah. And that's difficult to make money on because the best way to cut corners is to use cheaper fabrics, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And actually she's, she's quite conscious of, of quality. Um, when she launched her beauty brand in, I believe it was 2018, 2019, Mm -hmm. um, all the packaging is recyclable Mm. or biodegradable. Um, it, she was really conscious about it being clean and environmentally friendly. Um, which lots of people sort of say, Mm -hmm. but I had no idea it was to, and like even the packaging is, is recyclable, like um, products that people have basically voided or thrown away or, Mm. um, and it's luxe. It looks luxe. You wouldn't know it. Yeah. When you, when you hear that, you expect it to come in like tin foil. Yeah. but yeah, I think um yeah, I, I wish I wish she was making more of more of a success financially of it, but I still I still respect the graft, man. I still respect the graft from from Spice Girl to fashion fashion designer. Mm. Do you think it could be seen as a failure? to completely rethink her approach to her brand I just can't see her doing that after this long I just really can't I don't think so I mean she had a few a few forays into fashion before before launching this I literally hate the word eponymous line I don't know why I hate the word eponymous so much it just feels a bit like I don't know um so in 2004, she designed mm-hmm. a limited line from Rock and Republic called VB Rocks. Oh, I don't um, remember that. And then in 20, 2006, she launched her own denim label mm. called DVB. I remember that. That was with David, wasn't it? I believe so. Mm. Um, but she like in between then she's been the ambassador for D&G. She's walked in runways for Cavalli. She's styled shoots for Harper's Bazaar. Mm. She's been the face of Mark Jacobs. So she was really post Spice Girls. Her focus was fashion. Mm-hmm. And I think it was difficult to probably realize at the time because the fashion of that era was pretty shocking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find pictures of like I, when even when I read that she was a face of D and G, I was like, of course she did. She wore loads of D and G, but it was like she looked like a prostitute because she had such fake boobs. Do you remember when she saw those? Yeah, they dresses? were like rock solid that were like, and she really had high that, and spread apart, that quite blonde crop. Carried um long lopsided bob. yeah for those who don't know or don't remember this period of victoria's life you know the meme for karen's now <laughs> where it's like that side crop streaked highlighted ultra long fringe cat. pixie cut thing mm. victoria beckham was rocking that before it became the international haircut of karen's yeah. And she used to wear these like really high shoes. She still yeah. does. Um, with really like tight leather or black outfits. Mm. It was a weird time back then, but that was her like fashion girl look. Like yeah. we were supposed to take her seriously as a fashion and girl. And we and we weren't. <laughs> I mean, everyone was wearing bad outfits. Yeah. But it just wasn't as obvious as it has become now. Um, but yeah, so she launched Phoebe or Victoria Beckham, the label in 2008. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say 
it probably took maybe like six years for people to really give her kudos or Mm-mm. yeah kudos for not it just being being a celebrity brand or a celebrity line and it actually having legs of its own the designs actually having an appeal and for her to you know really dedicating to it and it's from my recollection it's always had a real strong de- design ethos mm. and aesthetic which I think is really admirable to not keep being like, people want this, people want that. She has been really clear of what she wants. Yeah, you're right. You wouldn't be able to see her design on the street and be like, yeah, that's Victoria Beckham. There was one dress that went, went viral or like quite popular for a while. It was like a zip dress. Um. I remember lots of like business women would wear it. It was like a pencil style dress. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I can see that, that did the rounds. Well, in 2011, she won like designer of the year at the British Fashion yeah. Awards, which, which is, is huge. A, it's a big deal. Yeah. I don't, now, people will say, yep, she won the award because she's Victoria Beckham. Like, come on, she's super famous. She's married to David Beckham. Like, you know, they're going to give that award to obvious choices. But that's still a big achievement I think for many years she showed her collections in New York Fashion Week yeah I don't know hindsight is twenty twenty. I don't know if she would have been better off kind of sticking to the UK and showing in London Fashion Week for all those years and really establishing herself on her home turf and having all her celeb friends kind of wear her clothing and mm. really push it. I don't know if that would have made any difference, but I think because they'd all, they, I think they'd moved out to the States and David was like buying up a football club or something like that in Miami or where, you know, whatever. He was probably playing um, his retirement. LA Galaxy at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that played into it as to why she was like more present in New yeah. York. Um, but, Maybe she didn't carry the cultural, the cultural weight out there that she would have if she'd been here in the UK. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's it's a difficult one to navigate because there are no wrong or right answers. Some people who make it in the fashion industry is by pure chance, quite frankly. Um, right place, right time. Exactly, yeah. Um, but then she did move into beauty, which I believe... Which is- I'm still surprised then that they're making a loss at the business because we've spoken about this time and time again, mm. that that is a fashion house's bread and butter. And like as a beauty lover, junkie myself... Her products are good. Her products are really yeah, good. Yeah, you told me this, yeah. Um, and I'd expect no less from her, but they're really good. It's not like, oh, I'll buy that once because it's Victoria Beckham. People would buy that stuff again. Her stuff is really good. Yeah. Um, It's not gimmicky. Some things are, like some her skincare stuff is really expensive. Um. But yeah, I'm amazed that the the beauty side of things hasn't lifted things and elevated it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's going to take time. You have to sell a lot of units. Yeah, to... she's just got to get the perfume right, and then and then you know, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Make it sound so easy. <laughs> no, but perfume is just like a, a fool's game, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's well the thing is like it can be done in a really flippant way, mm. but there are a lot of brands out there that you would not appreciate just how many units year after year after year they've managed to sell. Like no word of lie, Britney Spears fantasy. fantasy. Okay, it's still one of the best selling perfumes. It's like one of the best selling perfumes ever. When did that come out? 2010? Yeah, and it's and people 
I feel I'm very close. I've to never smelled. One. I don't even know if I've smelt it. Before. I don't know either, but I'm very close to buying it because it's not that expensive. I need to know what the hell this hype is about. And everyone you, says that if I see it at the airport, guys. Yeah, it's legit up there with some of the most yeah. sophisticated fragrances. Yeah. It, it was made by someone who like, you know, is legit in the industry, but People at the time probably would have said to Britney, like, oh, you know, just flog whatever. It's just yeah. a bunch of, like, 13-year-old girls. You don't even have to anyway. like the smell, you know. Exactly. We're, just, we're just trying out this perfume thing. Exactly. And then when we think of, like, the late, great Thierry Mugler, his angel, some people love it, some people hate it. I love it. But again, that is a, a perfume that has transcended time. He doesn't mm. even, he, well, he's passed now, but at his death, he didn't own his own brand like the clothing side of it but the perfume was still seen as iconic and kept his name in the public domain for decades and so perfume is like serious business that can be the thing that carries your brand Mm. through its like lowest points for sure for sure it's I, i i'm i feel it brewing you know really I'm I'm sure she would have done one with David at some point. Yeah, definitely. But this is not like a couple's collab. Like, you know, when they like CK1. Back then when Fantasy came out, it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, they had someone from the industry make a nice smelling fragrance, but it wasn't thought out. It wasn't curated. I mean, like One Direction brought out fragrances, you know. Um, It was just what everybody did. Whereas I think for a celebrity to bring out a perfume now, you'd really have to make that smell great. And it'd really have to stand the test of time. And on that note, I wonder what's going on with KKW's fragrances. Because they did well for a while, but I haven't seen much about that since. But the thing is, they don't have to, you don't have to hear much about them for them to still be doing well. Because it's like Paris Hilton's fragrances. I suppose she makes most of her money. (gasps) woman i know i I think they probably do still sell in the background consistently like for sure and i've heard they were really nice smelling things yeah perfume's Um, that thing that if you it's like makeup when you find that perfect eyeliner that shadow when you identify with it a smell yeah that foundation color just matches perfect you have to keep going back time and time again because it's the one yeah um Another thing to note about Victoria Beckham Paco is Rabanne. That... Huh? That's a fragrance by Paco Rabanne, the one, I think. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, another thing to note about Victoria Beckham's brand is that it's easy to underestimate that now all these celebs are coming out with their own hair care lines, their own loungewear brands, their own um you know everyone's got something going on their own like like the honest company is like all natural baby stuff and celebrities approach business in a far more serious way like this is my this is the next phase of my life and I'm dedicating everything I have to my now business Mm. whereas before celebrity businesses weren't seen weren't as taken as seriously it was like merch it was like you bought your favorite celebrity whatever because it was an extension of them and not necessarily because it was like standalone as a product it was legit you know or at least that's why that's not why you bought into it initially Mm -hmm. whereas she made she tried to kind of distance herself from her as the wife of David, as the former Spice Girl, and was like, this is something I'm going to attempt to do as a standalone entity. Um, And I think it's easy to forget that now that we see so many celebrities kind of take that same approach to their business. Yeah, I I think what she did was probably actually really challenging at the time. And I remember she probably, she must have faced a lot of backlash of like, all right, yeah. here we go. She's just mm-hmm. trying to do this. And even just her commitment to the fact that she stuck at it for 14 years, 
it's faced adversity it's gone through a pandemic she hasn't folded it she is still trying like shows that she believes in it whether that's right or wrong in terms of the financials that shows that that is her passion she hasn't gone back for Spice Girls tour she's not in it for the finance she's in it for the love of it or whatever it might be and I think that it wasn't the easy choice for her to do she Mm. could have easily done a line of those dresses that we were mocking earlier and made loads of money and been very responsive to trends mm. and essentially sell what she's wearing. Yeah. And she sort of started then just really hiding her figure in the styles of Victoria Beckham, the label. And it became very different, sort of quite out there, some of the stuff that she was doing. And People didn't necessarily like it, but she was doing it from a fashion perspective. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's I think it's not the safe option for her. And I in my head, I don't think of it as a celeb line. Mm-hmm, and, I, and I actually I think I really quickly was like, good for her for trying this. Mm-hmm. And I think you could tell very early on that it wasn't just her creating clothes she wanted to wear. She she wore the hat of I'm designing or creating whatever her role is in the company. It was, there was a fashion focus, there was an aesthetic, there was a girl that she was designing for. And yes, she might wear the clothes from time to time, but it just wasn't like, let me create clothes that I want to wear. There was more to it than that. Yeah, I agree. I think she started wearing her brand's clothes as opposed to that's a really great way clothes that she was already wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Victoria Beckham's a really interesting case. I feel, and I hope that going back to um, I think a point you've made in the past about um, heritage brands. This is essentially how they start. Like they don't necessarily make a ton of money to begin with. They start from somewhere. Yeah. Chanel opened her brand or started her brand. It was with the funding of someone who was much wealthier, who was her sponsor Mm. in essence. And that family, I think they're called Wertimes, Wertimes. I can't pronounce it, but they still own the Chanel company and it's a family business. And you know, Chanel number five came out and they had the perfume licensing. And that was the thing that, you know, made generated a lot of money, even when Chanel was fuddy duddy and no one was buying into it. The perfume was still there. And Victoria Beckham could very, very well be playing the long game. And there's nothing wrong with that. She has the financial backing. And quite frankly, from what appears to be a lot of shareholders out of her own pocket at this point. Yeah. And shareholders who are willing to continue to fund this project as well for like longer term gains Mm. um so i can definitely see why she would be like i've given it almost 15 years there's no reason for me to stop now like what is it called like the sum cost fallacy the sunken cost that thing Mm. where you feel like you've already put so much into it you gotta keep going until the end um and she's in a lucky position in that sense that she's able to have gotten away with it for so long. And genuinely, I would buy her stuff if she would just lower the price. <laughs> I wonder if that's actually also the, six, the secret of a lot of brands mm. is that they just had the sort of financial resources to keep it going. Definitely. Until it became something. I wouldn't mind betting if we delved into that, that that was the case for a lot of the of that a lot of the household and heritage brands we now know well, and m- love. most we've had a um I think probably a year back now, we did an episode about these fashion conglomerates and these groups. You know, LVMH is massive because mm. they swoop up well-known brand names in alcohol fashion um lux- other luxury experiences and they pump money into it and you know they'll have 
Louis Vuitton and Moet that makes a lot of money and they'll funnel some of that profit into the smaller brands like you know smaller ones that aren't making as much in order to bring them up to scratch to a point where they are also profitable Mm -hmm. so I don't think there's any it's not a surprise that we have like caring LVMH Prada group who own multiple brands and they are essentially funding these other brands which under different circumstances would not have survived yeah like Alexander McQueen or like countless others really yeah yeah so um maybe that's it maybe they're just trying to get to a point Become a where part of the group, and then they get bought, and then she stays as like see a CEO or something like that. Yeah, I feel like there will be a plan. There has to be, especially like, like you said, if it's lifestyle, if it's expanding beauty, if it's that you know she's playing the long game and she's like checking out what group she's going to be part of whatever it might be or setting herself up for it to be a brand in 50 years time mm-hmm. I am um, I feel like there's a plan in place yeah I think you can't have um all these I don't think she's stupid in. yeah and venture capitalists and all of those people they're not stupid without. they're not yeah, wasting yeah, yeah. their money you have to have some sort of like even if it's an exit strategy grab yeah. something yeah. What is our poll for this week? Victoria Beckham. Mm. Is it a fashion line or is it a celebrity line in your opinion? Yeah. Because we might have like we're we're fans, uh, but the people might not be. It's true. Don't let's down echo though, chamber guys. here, so we could just be talking to each other just agreeing with each other <laughs> yeah yeah we stan i don't even know what that means but we stan victoria beckham yeah. oh, i'm so old and her We're so old. <laughs> yeah amazing cool again for tuning in to another episode of style over substance guys don't forget to check out our instagram or spotify to respond to this week's poll bye planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.